This is Grace Mott, podcast number 45. Tonight I'm here with my compadres, the newest apostle who is actually the prophet Jezebel. Hello. And wow. What a statement. <laughs> yeah, apostle Duke. Apostle. Woo. We're going to do the song, but are you going to participate? Yes. No? Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. It's just, to, okay. Hit it, Duke. Grace Mott. Grace Mott. Grace Mott. Grace Mott. Grace Mott. And you go. can do the drum roll at the end. Prophet uh, Jezebel, you go. <laughs> you know, I feel like it's so perfect. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You guys do there such a great job. All right. All right. That's very nice. Very nice. Well, tonight we have a very controversial topic, or it can be. We're going to make it not. I think it was, uh, whose idea was this? Was this Mine. Apostle Deeks? Okay. Yes. Then you throw yourself uh, on the grenade first. Okay. All right. So let's see. Okay. So uh, a big topic. No. A big topic that I see all the time in the news and it's uh, debated in our politics. Uh and I just really don't know that much about it. Oh, here we go. And it's uh, it's the LGBT. It's the uh, it's the uh, the transgenders and the drag queens and um, some of these uh, topics and that that are in the news today. And and I just thought it would be interesting to just ask some questions and see what we thought about it. I guess one of the things is with, if we're going to do this Gracemont thing, whatever that's going to be, it's like, how do we, I mean, are, do we bring in homosexuals and say you're a practicing sexually active married two men? Are we going to be okay with that? Um, is so that was because that's something that I would think would happen if if we did this would happen early on, I think, is we would be faced with that issue. So I thought we could uh, respectfully just discuss that topic. And but I think, as we may know, it is LGBT a one R plus now I, I don't remember all of it. It's it has grown to it's it's a large topic, I think. So anyway, um, first and foremost question for the panel tonight is is the is a homosexual man is he born homosexual or did he somewhere in his life make the choice to be homosexual? Hit it, Jezebel. I know you have a strong opinion on this. Um, I'm going to start by saying that this is a subject in which I feel very strongly and very passionately. I'm learning and I'm growing, and okay. I'm always willing to listen to others' uh, perspectives. Uh, but for me and my as for me and my house, gay is okay, and uh, I would ne I would only ever be part of a church or a community if they were. A hundred percent open, affirming. 
I, my philosophy is that if you are not hurting anybody, I don't care what two consenting adults are doing or who they choose to, um, make their partner in life. Um, I personally, I believe that being gay is something that's in our genetics. It is a gene that expresses itself in some people, um, just like blue eyes expresses itself in some or brown hair or being short or being tall. I think that it is just something that is innate within our genetics. Um, if you look through the animal kingdom, there's homosexuality in the animal kingdom. Um, you'll see, you'll see it. You see animals are not, um, selective with whom they will be sexual with and do what they're, you know what I mean? Um, so I believe that it's something that is just an innate characteristic that expresses itself in some people and in others it doesn't. And it's, I think it's just in human genetics. That's my opinion. I want to address the thing you said earlier would homosexual or trans people be welcomed into Gracemont. Heck yeah, everybody's welcome to Gracemont. So and there there would any the whole purpose of Gracemont, Gracemont is to bring all of the warring groups together to bring peace to the world. So absolutely. Um, now you asked the question about is it innate or is it well nature versus nurture is what you're asking. I don't know. The the religious far right would say it's a choice and an evil one. The if you uh, are getting the weekly updates from the LGBT app, they're going to tell you absolutely you're born that way. As a physician and and a scientist, I, rarely is anything so simple as you're born that way or you're evil. It's more like it's multifactorial. It may be partly upbringing. It may be partly genetic. It may be partly who the peers are growing up. I don't know, but I know what the, the two sides will say. And frankly, I don't care if you turn out to be gay, whether you choose it or whether you were born that way, I don't care. And I don't want to hear about it, but I'm happy to welcome you into my house and to be part of part of Gracemont. And uh, so what, what I wanted to have, what I'm, what I'm seeking is a place where all differences are just accepted there. We're not, we're not saying woohoo I'm this or woohoo I'm that we're saying, yeah, that's cool. You're who you are. Come on in. That's my thought on it. Okay. All right. Very What's good. your thought uh, on it? Uh, so I, that's this is probably a, a topic that if I changed since I was young to now. When I was young, I was I knew it was wrong, and um, so uh, and so today I'm just not quite as sure it's wrong, and so. Um, so I, I remember a, a guy at my church 
and growing up and he was, I don't, and, and he was just very effeminate guy. And he was, he didn't, he didn't choose to be that way. He was just effeminate and he was funny and we loved him. And, but he was just a, he just had, he was a feminine guy. And I just don't think that he chose to be like that. So I, I lean toward that. It's that you're born that way, which I, which in my former life, I, it was to me, it was the unpardonable sin. It was like, you've turned your back on God and you have, uh, and, and so it was, it was, it was wrong. And so is it, I'm not, I, so I'm not like, I'm not so there. Okay. So there's, there's a person now that I know as an acquaintance who is homosexual and he's very homosexual. And I, and I talk to him and I try to be, and I'm, I am very nice to him. He, okay. He, uh, he asked for my contact information and he began contacting me. And I was like, okay, I want to be your friend, but I'm not real chatty. And he goes, okay, that's cool. And we haven't talked since, but I see him. I still say hello to him. But so I saw that say, I, it's not, I'm kind of like, it made me, makes me feel like, I don't know. I want to be nice to this guy, but I don't, I don't quite know how to handle it. So I guess my answer is I, I'm kind of trying to learn and I don't have it all right. I'm sure. But, um, Anyway, it, I see it. I see it in the news and stuff, and I kind of have this aversion to it. Like I, oh man, God, <laughs> you know. And then I just walk away because I don't. I don't read the articles because, like, like the drag shows and stuff. That's a big thing right now, and it's like I don't. I don't know about that. Growing up, you and I grew up. All three of us grew up in Christian churches where we were right. told that being homosexual was ungodly, wrong, uh, mentally unstable, all that stuff that was beaten into our heads. So that it's kind of like, think about, you ever see the movie, a clockwork orange where I have not, well, it's where this guy was, there was a bad guy and he was, it was Malcolm McDowell. They took him and did all this deprogramming and reprogramming stuff stuff to him in this mental institution where they made him watch all these evil movies of things he'd done and stuff. And so they, they brainwashed him basically. And then when he got out, he couldn't function properly as a human because they'd ruined him. Yeah. So think about, you know, we've talked about the church, how we were programmed and brainwashed all along. We were told that so many times that mentally we were given or forced to have or impregnated with an aversion to homosexuality or transgenderism so that now if I see on the movies, if I see two guys kissing, I still go, because it was ingrained in me when I was a kid. Now, do I want to prevent those two guys from kissing if they're a real they're a, a real couple. No, but, but if I see it, it does bother me because it was beaten into me as a kid that it was evil. And now does that make me a hater? I don't think so. Cause I'm, I'm wanting to love everybody, but I still have the, that mental pathway. I can't just erase it. 
but I can do my best to love everybody. What do you think about that, Jezebel? Um, I want to offer a different perspective. I I understand completely, you know, something is beaten into you that it's wrong, that it's wrong, and then it's presented to you in the media. And of course, you're going to have that knee-jerk reaction. But I want to present a different perspective. Imagine you are a six-year-old little boy again. You know, picture yourself sitting in your living room, eating your Saturday morning cereal, watching cartoons like most six-year-old little boys do. Um, You know, you go to school, you play on a sports team, you do all the normal things that a six-year-old boy does. And you're mostly the same as all your friends. But the one thing that's different about you and that always makes you feel different is that you have two dads. And most of your friends have a mom and a dad or just a mom or just a dad, but you have two dads. And your two dads are great. They're great dads. You have one dad that cooks you breakfast every morning before you go to school and he packs your lunch. And then your other dad, he taught you how to, you know, hit a baseball. But you kind of feel alone because you don't know anybody else around you that has two dads. So you're sitting there, you're watching your cartoons, and that's a heavy thing to feel, you know, at, at a young age. But at six years old, you're you're capable of you know when you're different or when your family's different. So imagine you're watching your cartoons and your favorite cartoon character comes on and he has a new friend in the episode and his new friend has two dads. And suddenly you feel a little bit less alone in the world. You see what I mean? I feel like for so long being the, you know, the gay being gay wasn't presented and gay families weren't presented in our as in the media as something that you know existed but it does whether or not people like it there are families that look like that and you know a hundred years ago I think your parents probably would have the same knee-jerk reaction to seeing a black person represented in media or a black woman or a black woman or a black man and a white man or a white woman you know what I mean because your parents generation was raised with that agenda that you know and to you guys your generation racism is insane and so it's like to my generation there's a lot of us who don't feel the same way that your generation felt um I am glad that they have equal representation and it like the Buzz Lightyear movie for example I was and you know people lost their minds over the gay kiss but it was literally um it was representing a gay married couple and they were like leaving for work for the day and gave each other a peck like we all do to our spouses every single day and like has been depicted in a hundred movies before um I just think that there's our media depicts what is going on in our life and our world around us and it always has and I think that I don't know I don't think that I don't have I don't have that knee-jerk reaction it's just never I always and I don't know why I can't explain it but I always 
I never bought into the being gay was wrong. Even as a teenager, when I was like involved in the church, going on mission trips, doing all of that, I still had friends that were gay and that were openly gay. And everybody knew that I did not believe it was wrong to be gay. And that was like the one thing that I always, that was kind of my hill to die on. And it was one of the main reasons that I walked away from Christianity because I just, I didn't believe it. Well, you're in a, you are in a whole different generation than we were. Our, actually, our our parents, my parent, my mother was absolutely the most non-racist person I know. My dad was a little bit, but I had more distant relatives that were very racist, very racist. And so growing up, I was uh, infused with a little bit of that. And I've, I've had to get past that too. However, you know, the best way I've found to get past things like that is uh, to hang out with people like that, that are different from you. Like I have really good friends now that are black. I mean, my wife's best friend is black and I have a, a guy that's, I've talked about him before on the show. That's like my adopted son. That's a, that I've been, I've mentored in business and stuff. And he's, he's really close to me, but, and that's, that sort of relationship. I've, I started that kind of stuff in college and medical school and that those kind of interactions have really helped me understand. And, you know, you know my travel around the world, those, those interactions have helped me understand that people are the same. I just want to interject really quickly and say that the environment and the vibe and the community and the fun that you guys talk about that you want to create and grace want that energy and that, environment you know where you find it at a drag show i promise you you will I won't never find it there <laughs> I, no i promise you a drag show is one of the places i remember being a kid and like being 18 and just you you're you feel weird you're trying to your place in the world it's just weird and i remember going to my first drag show and like it was just like as soon it it didn't matter who you were where you were from Everybody was there. Everybody was enjoying the music, having a good time, dancing around, enjoying the show. And it was truly, you were just so united with other human beings. Like, it didn't matter who was gay, who was straight, who was what. We were all just there having a good time. And I'm telling you, drag queens are some of the most wonderful people you'll ever meet in your life. And I think that, obviously, and I've even talked about, you know, we fear what we don't know and what we've been taught to fear um, but you know, like you said, Apostle Duke, people are just people and drag queens are also just people with the same wants are. and needs, you know, I, I, I actually hey, know one guy that did a lot of, about, uh, a lot of drag queen stuff and I, hey, I like him just do. fine. Hey. I'm, I'm happy to have all those people come to this imaginary grace month. I'm happy for them to dress however they want, but you, I will not go to a drag show because again, there, there's a thing called homophobia and phobia to my understanding of the Greek language means fear of, I'm not, I'm not, I've not, and I've never been afraid of gay people. That's not really a fair word. It's, it's more like an aversion or a repulsion from the clockwork orange business, it was done to me when I was a kid. It's a, 
I don't know if I can explain that. Like it's like seeing gay men kissing, or I don't even like to see gay women kissing, which a lot of guys apparently who are very heterosexual apparently like that. I don't, but it it is in a, a an aversion, just built into me as a child. I can I can pretend it's not there, but it's there, and it's going to be there till I die. That does not mean that I'm a hater, or or I wish them any ill will at all. I don't. I I really care about people and I have a lot of empathy, but I, I still have that aversion that I I will carry with me till I die. So as, as a physician, do you think there's anything in that aversion that is uh, innate um, that is like, you know, from the beginning, like way back, right? Like born that way? Or, 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 there's a mechanism in, in a human that says you should reproduce, reproduce. And then, so then the, the, the idea of being with another man is like, don't, that's your, your, your desire should be with another woman because that's how you procreate. And so my, I just wonder, is there something in our, because I mean, I, I, I'm throwing this out here, but I think it's true. The vast majority of people are heterosexual. And so homosexual is different. I, I, and I'm not, and I'm not, I don't want to judge it by the, by the, by nature either, because I think there's obviously something about it that is more than a fad. I think maybe when I was a kid, I thought it's kind of a fad. It's just like a, but it continues. And then as I learned it, it was all through history and it's been all through. So I just wondered about, cause I, I, I have like, okay. So back to the drag thing. So, Can I answer your question real quick? Yes. Yes. Sorry. Uh, I think it's, I think it's, it was my, I think it's the nurture versus nature for me. It was, it's a, it was built into me by my upbringing, my church and the people around me being, telling me it was bad. But if we say gay people are born that way, it's possible there may be some born that way in people who are heterosexual. I don't, I, well, here, I assume for me, it is. I don't know. Uh, just, so I, I get totally turned on by women. I just don't with guys and I, I don't. And that to me is just nature. That's not, I don't think that's something that my parents programmed into me. I think when I was 14 years old and I was at the mall and then that girl walked by, my knees went weak and I started blubbering and I couldn't think when she was near. That was not a choice that that was something in my deepest part of me when I had that girl had those pretty legs and I had this, whatever it was going on, things happening. That was, that was in me as a, as a something beyond my upbringing. Oh, this looks like a good time for the prophet Jezebel to say her part. What do you think about all that? I think that sexuality human sexuality is fluid i don't think 
that I think it's a spectrum. I think like a lot of things, it's a, a lot of things in life we're learning is a spectrum. I think that sexuality is a spectrum too. I think that, yeah, of course there are some people who are going to be staunchly attracted to the opposite sex, but I know people who had always dated the opposite sex and then they met someone of the same sex and they fell madly in love with them. They found their person. And so they were attracted to them and they wanted, you know, I just, I don't think that it's, I just don't think it's, I think, again, it just goes back to humans want to put everything in a box and put everything into a category. And I just don't think you can do that with human sexuality and human identity. And, um, you know, I really don't fully understand. I, I'm not transgender. I don't know anybody personally that is transgender. Um, I do believe that trans rights are human rights and I will stand by that. Um, I don't think that we should be doing anything to alter a developing body, but I also believe in modern medicine and I think there's a lot of really cool things that we can do with modern medicine and people do things all the time to alter their bodies that isn't medically necessary so if a grown adult wants to you know take some hormones and change their body and feel more comfortable in the skin they're in then I think they should have the right to do that you know women have been getting boob jobs for ages to feel more comfortable in their skin so we have the science available to do it you know women get Botox people are on Ozempic to lose weight so if somebody thinks that having you know removing the parts that they were born with and changing them out for parts that make them happy and make them more comfortable then I say science is awesome and I think it's great that we can do it for people but you believe it should be consenting adults not ever done on kids or right and for me it's not even because none of this is a moral issue to me I don't subscribe to Christian morality or any of the standards that is opposed by Christianity so and I've completely freed myself of that thinking um I don't feel like I have fleas anymore Christianity that's what I call it I had some leaves left over for a while. Um, but I think about it as somebody who loves science and works, you know, in an environment where I get to see science advance and I get to see medicine advance. And um, just like, I mean, it's no different than I think it's best to avoid giving ADHD medication to children because it can really hurt their developing bodies. I don't. I don't think that we should do anything that's not 100% medically necessary to a developing body. I mean, that's just my bottom line. You know, if you don't need your tonsils taken out, I don't think, as a child, I don't think we should take your tonsils out either. You know, um, there's no, it's just, I think you can really hurt a develop, And it's something also, it's a science that is fairly new. And we don't know what the long-term effects are going to be of it, you know. And I would say the same thing about a new vaccination. I'm leery of new vaccinations for the same reason, because we don't know what the long-term effects are. I'm leery of anything that comes out that's new. 
it's not just that specific stuff. You know what I mean? I think people want to put such a focus on, you know, one thing, but I'm like, women take estrogen way longer than they should to try to stop the effects of aging. It's no different. Men take testosterone to try to stop the effects of aging. So it's no different. It's just if you were biologically born one way and you want to take the hormones to be the other way, then you do you, but let your body fully develop first. I think that's a good plan too. I I was going to ask you what you thought about. So we're going to have all these opposing opinions and so different people. How do we how do we integrate them all into Grace Mont? This is my opinion. Grace Mont is a place where people are seeking community. Honestly, you know how I think that we keep that unity? We leave politics and we leave religion out of Grace Mont. Come as you are. We're not here to worship a single we love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know, I think you should just be good to other human beings should be that that's your ticket in. You want to be a part of things, just be good to other people. I don't think that, you know, because as soon as you, because politics and religion are divisive, it doesn't matter what you do. It's divisive. And if you go into anything with any kind of political leaning or any kind of religious leaning, you're automatically polarizing yourself. You know what I mean? Instead of making it a place where anybody is welcome. Just be nice to other people. Uh, Prophet Jezebel was saying, don't talk about politics and religion unless the religion is the religion of Gracemont, I guess is what we'd say, which is community is the religion basically. And um, I was about to add that anyone who has an agenda that like consumes them or is really important to them, but is divisive. An example would be um, like somebody that's a gun rights enthusiast versus the, an LGBT um, activist. Those, those are polarizing issues that, you know, you probably should leave with you, leave outside the doors so we can all get along and talk about uh, understanding each other and making the world a better place. What are your thoughts? So, well, I, I have a little bit different thought. So if I understand that, like, we don't want to get into those issues, is that because I think we need to discuss them. I would, I would be open to like, we want to talk about those like politics and religion and stuff is that, and I, I, you guys, it's my fault because I, I bailed accidentally and I missed the trajectory of the, uh, the conversation. So. Well, tell us about how you think that could be good for everyone to talk about those things. Oh, because we're thinking so, like so, avoiding it. Okay, so so somebody like who hates Trump, and then somebody who loves Trump, and saying we don't want to talk about 
Trump because it just makes people mad and get they get worked up. But I think you, let's sit down and talk about this. Let's like, okay, what do you like about him? Tell me. And will you tell me why you don't like him? Well, because, you know, and maybe find some common ground maybe uh, on that. Or if you have a disagreement about some – like what's going over in Israel now is like it's like half the country is like for Israel, but the other half kind of is pulling away, and it's like I don't understand. So it's like probably if you could talk about it, just like okay, let's let's find some common ground where we can connect. I think is like uh that's what I'm looking for is like a place like that. I totally disagree with somebody. And then why, why are you so passionate about that? What, what am I not seeing? You know, that's what I think brings people together uh, and makes, and that's how you figure stuff out. So if you have reasonable people who that's are the key, willing to reasonable <laughs> people, who are willing to talk about stuff and listen to other people and actually listen and think about what they're saying and what they're feeling and be thoughtful in your response and not say hateful things, but say, this is what I think. And this is why, and this is what it makes me feel. You know, you know what people don't do is, is they, they'll throw out things that they've just been hearing. Yeah. You know, from, from whatever their polarizing, uh, people they listen to on on youtube or twitter or whatever they throw out what they've heard but it's not actual fact and they haven't actually put any thought into like do i actually believe this does this actually really sit right with me it just sounds good so they repeat it well it sounds it sounds i i don't like things with a whole bunch of spin on them Okay. I, you know, like I, uh, <clears throat> I'm a lifetime member of the NRA, but I don't, I don't go to rallies and, uh, I don't want to force my opinions down somebody's throat and I'm happy. And I do understand, I do understand the other the other side, like the people that want gun control, I, I totally understand their point of view and there are many, many good points to it. And I absolutely do not, you know, the uh, NRA sends me this magazine every month that's uh, full of super spin about how wonderful they are and, and that how wonderful gun rights are and how stupid and evil all the people are who are trying to take away the gun rights you know i don't like to listen to that kind of stuff i don't read it i throw it away so that's that's not what i want to hear or deal with the gracemont is the right or the left or whatever the particular issue is i don't want to hear their spin but i'm happy to hear their feelings and their thoughts and and actual knowledge i think that the focus should always just be on building relationships with people and not let's focus on these issues that polarize us but we can talk about it respectfully i think that 
those things come when you build relationships with people. I have lots of friends who think differently than I do. I feel like where I live, I'm kind of an outlier in the way that I think about things and the way that I believe. Um, and I have lots of friends, you know, who do sit in a church every Sunday, but we can be friends because we respect each other. Um, but respect is built with relationship and you only build a relationship with people with time. And I don't think that if you go in with any other intention than building relationship, then I don't think understanding comes. But you have to genuinely want to build relationship. I just don't think that building a community that's centered around, I think the center should be just like building relationships instead of trying to understand the differences in other people. I just, I think that comes with relationship. My, my whole thought is accepting differences, not celebrating them and uh, getting to know the people like you're talking about. And right. Then, then later discussing difficult topics. If both sides are comfortable with that. Cause I, I will, I get comfortable with subjects before the people, like before a gay person would get comfortable with it or before a black person would be comfortable with it. I'm like, I'm wanting to talk about it in there. I want to talk about it before I've gotten far enough into the relationship for them to be comfortable with it sometimes. I, I have that fault. So I might, uh, I agree with Sarah. I think we disagree on this a little bit. And I think, so the way I look at it is my whole deal about Grace Mount, uh, Grace Mont is well, I want to seek truth. That's kind of my whole, my flaw, my vision is we're seeking truth and having community is, is good. But I, my main goal is not to seek community. It's to, I'm like trying to proactively like, figure some things out and that's halfway why I like the idea of having people that don't disagree agree with me because I do want to figure out like I want to but I think I think that could be super healthy I can think I think in build community it but it has to be done well it has to be done like I really want to know about you and 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 if anything I know is I got way sunk down in a super deep opinion and 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 so i know that i know so i just don't want to do that anymore i want to try to get out of that and especially like if we really disagree on something it's like okay let's help me understand because i have a buddy who is a different political party and um he he's just so devout and so and I just kind of like, I understand that because he grew up in that household. And I, if I grew up in that household, because I grew up in a different household, and we were just the opposite. Building relationships and understanding each other is on one of your continuums you're talking about. At first, you just accept each other's differences and you agree to 
be together and be good to each other. And as you go along, the more you get to know that person, the more you understand that person's uh, life. Just like, you know, if, if I just, if somebody took an outtake of me saying that I have an aversion to watching men kiss on movies and posted that everywhere, I would be the biggest hater in the world. But do you know me enough to know that I, I'm not that. I'm really trying to get to form peaceful relationships with everybody. I'm trying to do the opposite of what the media is doing to our country to, for people to understand each other and get along and accept each other and work together to make this a better country, a better world rather than screw each other over, which is what we're doing right now. I feel like too, we live in a society that makes us think that we have to have all the right answers and do all the right things. And it's made it to where nobody is comfortable to say, Hey, I'm not sure about this. I'm, I don't understand this and you're different than me and it's okay. But, and it makes me uncomfortable, but I want to understand. I want to know you. I want to learn. I don't, I think that people have demonized that so much and I don't think that there's anything wrong with openly and earnestly being like, Hey, I'm putting myself outside of my comfort zone because I do want to understand. And I think our other apostle friend, I think that's really kind of the journey that he's on too. He's just really seeking a lot of understanding, but I think the understanding he is seeking really, he needs to look inward instead of outward. Um, but I think that if we really just look at other people, they are all the same as us, no matter what it is on the outside or what they stand for. You know, if you, if you strip down all of that thing, all of the things that, you know, polarize us and divide us, you know, I really think we're all just walking each other home at the end of the day. And I think we all just, it's really weird that we're all trapped on this flying rock you know, we're all just flying through space on yeah. this rock and we're fighting over stupid stuff that doesn't matter while we destroy our planet. I have to be careful about breaking any, you know, HIPAA violations or anything, but I recently took care of a, a couple that were gay and, uh, they were some of the best, funnest people I've ever met. And I got, I felt really blessed getting to be the anesthesiologist in the room when they had their baby. And I had no doubt that those two people were going to take great care of that kid. You think about, you think about how many kids have either one parent and maybe that parent doesn't pay attention to them versus this child is going to have these two doting parents that will give the kid everything he or she could ever need. That's literally all that matters. It doesn't matter what the gender is of the parents. You know what I mean? It's two adults that are going to really love and take great care of a child. I could tell that child was going in a good direction which it made, made me feel really good about 
And, I, and I've had the opportunity to do that quite a bit. You know, at our hospital, it's a small hospital, and, and in Oklahoma, we don't, we have a fair number of gay women that come through there, but not very many men who come with the surrogate. That's really common, like in Oregon. There's a whole factory up in Oregon because the laws are really uh, conducive to that. They've, I think they've, the gay community's figured out that Oklahoma, even though our laws aren't necessarily conducive to it, nobody's going to do anything about it. Nobody's going to try to mess, it, mess them up if they, if they have a surrogate. So we've had two different times I've taken care of a surrogate with two gay dads, and those guys are superstars at the hospital. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, because <laughs> it's so unusual. Everybody really makes over them. Everything is it's pretty fun. I, w- I would love to do a reality TV show at our hospital, but I, I know that's not going to be possible. But but there's something happens every day that people would love to see. Honestly, though. Yeah. And I, I hope that the gay community feels comfortable coming to that establishment. I want to be aligned with a place that, you know, anywhere in my career, I always hope to be aligned with a place that the gay community knows not only are they welcomed, they are embraced, they are affirmed, and they are going to be taken great care of. I want that to be any group. Well, yes, of course, anybody. Any any group of people know that we're going to take good care of them and we don't care. No, it doesn't matter. About whatever you're not going to, you know, any, any community, but you know, this is the subject matter, you know, of this specific episode, but in Oklahoma, especially there's Oklahoma is a very polarized place. I think, I think it's one of the most polarizing polarized places. So I'm sure that, there probably are people in the gay community in our city and in our state who are hesitant about seeking health care because they aren't always sure how they're going to be treated. You know what I mean? So sure. I always hope to be aligned with a place that has a reputation for treating human beings well. I agree. Let us let Apostle Duke finish his earlier thought. Can, do you remember what it was? I was in a college class and they made me do an oral argument on something. And so I picked abortion and I picked pro-life and I did a whole presentation on it. And then they kind of threw a wrench at us and they said, okay, now you have to do a presentation on the other side of that argument. And I was like, well, I can't, no, I can't do that. There's nothing, there's, there's no other side. It's only my side, but I did it. I came up with a real good argument and I, I put a presentation together and I argued the other side of that. So, so to all that say, um, that's sometimes where I think having those discussions can be good. All right. Hopefully I'm caught up. That's, that's actually, that would actually be a good exercise. Oh yeah. For, for a group like ours, say, say there's something you really are opinionated about to get up and give your talk about it and then say, okay, now you have to give a talk yeah. defending the other side that might. And because you learned right. from that, it, right. You, your opinion of it changed because you went and researched it and, and 
and I became passionate. I, I was kind of getting into it <laughs> there at the end. I was like, you know, damn it, we got to pass this right or something. I can't remember. But yeah, it changed my mind. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. made me think. So anyway. Did you have any other real big topics you want to talk about before you before you log out? Oh, so I had a whole like research. So, hey, to Sarah's point, uh, here's what I was going to. Oh, if I could find it. It it was a study done on LGBT. Let's see. And I'll just read a couple of the first questions and then are just some of the findings. And then we could save it maybe for next time. But like number one was 42 percent of people who are LGBT report living in an unwelcoming environment. Eighty percent of gay and lesbian youth report severe social isolation. Um, so it's a study and it has these 11 findings of they went in and 90% of teens who are LGBT come out to their close friends. Um, in 2013, 92% of adults who are LGBT said they believe society had become more accepting of them than in the past 10 years. So, I mean, things are maybe moving in the right direction. Anyway, those were topics I thought we maybe we could do, if we like this topic, we could do this again maybe next week because there's like 11 things and they're all pretty pretty interesting stuff i don't know or i'll let you guys decide this week if we want to take on a different topic the the bottom line as i see it is yes the are you a member of this group yes are you welcome at gracemont yes are you a member of that group Yes. Are you welcome at Gracemont? Yes. That's the whole, that's our whole purpose. Right. I think we could make it even more simple and just stop identifying people by whatever label society has put on them. Are you a human? Yes. You can, are you going to be nice? Yes. Come be a part of this. I love that. I love that. That, that's, that's simplifying very, very clearly my idea of, we accept differences. We don't celebrate them. So you don't walk in with the label saying I'm a, an NRA member. You know, <laughs> you don't walk in with the labels saying I'm gay. You don't walk in with the, I don't know, what other groups am I? Uh, Democrat. You don't walk in with yeah, OSU, OU. I mean, there's so many, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, you can't work. You can't wear sports teams jackets. I don't know. I mean, no, we have probably, yeah, you, you know, you're probably right in Oklahoma. You should probably, there's so many ways to identify, right? In Oklahoma, we should probably make it where you can't wear OU or OSU stuff. You can wear other stuff, but not OU or OSU. <laughs> I like that. Hey, let's all wear white robes. In our Sunday school class that we used to go to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to get Jedi outfits. Can we all just wear Thunder t-shirts? That's what brings Oklahoma yeah. together. Come on. Hey, I love it. I love it. Yeah. We're all behind the Thunder. We don't talk about OU and OSU. I like That's it. why I love basketball season in Oklahoma, because we've all spent all of football season fighting and not being friends. And then basketball season rolls around and we all get to suffer together. <laughs> We're not suffering so much this year. We got a pretty good team. 
You know, I quit watching basketball about the same time I quit watching the news. Which is about uh, four years ago. Uh, I quit watching the news. I can't think when it was. Whenever it became... So about the Clinton era is when it became... So you started seeing a divide between right and left on the on the news. So they, they give you a spin. Like, we're kids. Walter Cronkite would tell you the news. He, he didn't really put a spin that went with one party or the other, which was really nice. He they It was part of journalism to not put a spin on it. It was part of the journalistic creed that I'm going to tell you the truth about what's going on so you can judge for yourself. I would love to have that again. Maybe we could start in Gracemont. We could have a news, a little news program that wasn't uh, spun one way or the other. It was just fact. Just the fact. Just the facts, ma'am. Yep. If you can't say something nice, say something true. Say something nice. Yes. Say something. Hey, we could do a good news report. We could like have, okay, here's 15 minutes of good news we've gone around the world. We could like restoring faith in humanity. Yeah, like human interest stories. Yeah. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. 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 Feel good stories like other humans, yeah. humans being nice to each other. Because that does still happen sometimes. On occasion. So I watched this movie recently, and it was uh, Flowers of War, and it was about the rape of Nanking, and uh, it was out of a journal, and um, it was a horrible, horrible time in our history, but the the way the story, these uh, prostitutes sacrificed their lives for these little girls. Did I tell you that already? It, it was his, they were. You you did. You talked about it last oh, time. Oh, I did. Oh, but Sarah hasn't heard it. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it was just so, but it's like heavy, heavy stuff. But, God, it was just like so moving. It was life-changing, man. Just like, God, I think they did that. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. But, hey, we're going follow the energy, right? I'm going to get a T-shirt that says follow the energy. All the energy. All the energy. So, okay. Okay. Well, we're over an hour. We probably ought to cut it off. Uh, Prophet Jezebel's got to get in the hot yep. tub. And I'm going to the gym. Got to call mom go to the gym. So, This is Grace Mont, episode 45. If you wish to contact us, you can find me, Apostle John Luke, at Apostle John Luke on X or Twitter and Apostle Duke is AD1 at gracemont.com. You can email him and we'll see, see you next ya. time. And we are tickled that we have sucked <laughs> we have a, uh, we have a Jezebel convert. into the Gracemont Vortex. I am here <laughs> for a- your feminist <laughs> millennial opinion. Hot takes all uh, day. That's good for a couple old farts. All right, well, bye, y'all. Bye.